A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what it's about, any conversation is not for nothing. Hello, and welcome to Not For Nothing. I have with us again today, Ethan Howard Ham. Hello. Hello, good evening. Um, so, here we are. That's really all I can say about this journey. We are indeed here. Because the last few weeks, I sort of phoned it in and added some subpar episodes because we were moving... Um, and this has felt like the longest move ever, honestly, to me. But Yeah, I guess so. And then now, last week, I did something that I was never, ever going to do. I just canceled. Canceled the show. Mm-hmm. I, I ran out of time, energy, patience. I ran out of everything. I ran out. I was slap out, as they say. But we're here in our new home. And this is the first episode where we are here in our new home, and I am live, and it's a full episode. Yep. (laughs) So. Can you guys hear it? Can you hear that we're in a new place? I wonder if they can. (laughs) I mean, the, it it should be better because this place is carpeted. That's true. And our old place had linoleum that was coming up due to what we later found out was a flood in our apartment before we moved there. Right. But. I just wanted to take an episode because I'm still kind of, I mean, I'll be honest, that move and and the surroundingness of it, it wasn't negative. It wasn't a bad experience, but it left me just depleted in all energy. I mean, I was just utterly exhausted and I still am really kind of utterly exhausted mm-hmm. from everything. How yeah, you're you exhausted, and I'm feeling some anxiety flare-ups for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't it really did. Yeah. It didn't really hit me until um, yesterday, I guess, or a couple of days ago. Yeah, but a lot of that has to do with Mother's Day, um, because Mother's Day is one of our busiest days in the skincare yeah. industry, and um, well, it was busier than I'd been in over a year and a half, really. And I wonder about my exhaustion that. Because I, I, I do well, like I do really well when I work, when I'm tired, like I can just keep working. Mm-hmm. But then I hit that space of exhaustion where I am irritable mm-hmm. and snippy and just like so depleted. And I wonder if that's a form of anxiety as well that I just don't really know about. Probably. But well, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people can identify with that. I mean, I'm the same way, you know, when I get... Like the night, I think it was the, yeah, it had to have been the night that we moved in because we didn't go to bed until like 3 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. I was very grumpy and snippy. <laughs> well, like this past week, I won't go into details because I care about my job. Um, <laughs> but there was somebody who was basically like, well, he knew that I had messed something up. And he was asking me something. He was like, well, did you do this? Did you do that? And I, and I told him, I said, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm a 34-year-old man. Did I or did I not do something that did not sit well with you? And he goes, well, you did. And I said, then why don't you just say it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, because I am not brand new at this job. If you'll tell me what I screwed up, I will fix it. 
but don't ask me passive aggressive questions like a child. Right. So that's how snippy I was. I was like, and he wasn't my boss. So that's, that's a thing. He, he was somebody else who we work in tandem. And I was doing that thing where, uh, you know, when you work at a large scale day spa, like I do, uh, a lot of the, you know, day to day, operations depends on lots of different people Mm -hmm. you've got your front house management you've got your uh back of the house staff as we call it who are responsible for the laundry and making sure that things stay organized Mm -hmm. and we have the equipment that we need and um so i found myself frequently especially on mother's day trying to do things and going i wish somebody else around here would do their job other than me (laughs) Um, i i don't like that that feeling because, I know. because you and I do have that's the thing you and I both have a work ethic that is pretty impeccable yeah and that leaves us with holding the bag for situations where we inadvertently or you know inevitably at some point wind up saying oh for Christ's sake I'll just do it myself yeah and that's just you know and then I'm the type of person I right now that I'm stopping. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm holding others accountable for their actions in a lot of ways, and it's really screwing people's minds up because they just don't know what to do with me being like, nope, don't say what with me. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done with that. Well, and that's an interesting point because I feel like most people don't do that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. for me, I can speak for myself. I notice every time I go to work something that uh, a certain person – and it's a different person every time, you know, it's not yeah. always, I'm not, ca- you know, I'm not calling some person out in particular because they don't know that I'm talking about them right now. Mm-hmm. But whenever I notice something that another person hasn't done, I don't think I'm going to go tell them. I just complain to myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, and then I get don't it fixed. tell somebody, I don't tell somebody like, oh, you screwed this up. But I'm just like, but when it comes to me, like, can you do this? I'll be like, no, that's, that's her job. Mm. She's right over there. Well, yeah. Then I, I'm i with you. Whereas there. I would usually be like, oh, yeah, I'll take care of that yeah. for you. Then be like, why can't she do it? Why can't she do it? I won't. I'll be like, nope, that's her job. She's sitting right there. And there you go. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, we are here and, you know, and it just you move in. Like we went from a ground floor, 500 square foot apartment, give or take a few feet. Mm-hmm. To a second floor, two-story townhouse that is double the size. And I look around this big, beautiful new apartment of ours and think, how in all of God's creation did all of this fit in that tiny little apartment? Well, I think that was like (laughs) what our movers were thinking as well. That's why it took them so long is because... Oh my God, it took... We won't go into it, but... You don't want to go into it just a little bit? Well... Okay. The reason I say that. The reason I say that is because I was so prepared. I mean, I don't. I don't mean that we weren't prepared. I did. I just was very diligent about labeling the boxes and getting them in the, putting them in a meticulous order in our old apartment. I labeled what was in the box and where they should go in the new apartment. And all the movers had to do was just look at the labels and put them where they go. But I said it, and I believe it. To the, like they could have written this, God could have written this on the Ten Commandments. It doesn't matter how prepared you are for a move; it's still just going to ring you out like a washcloth. Because yep, 
we get here. We get the keys. We come in. And for whatever reason, the second floor electricity was not turned on. Mm -hmm. So by the time the end of the day came, the second floor was in total darkness. And we get over to the new place. The movers, they're a little eh, inadequate Mm -hmm. with their enthusiasm at the top of the job, in my opinion. Like, I know that, you know, it's moving. It's not easy work, but it's like, come on, give some gusto. Um, He was like, I didn't know you had this much stuff. And I was like, you didn't ask. Right. Um, And then they got over here. And this apartment building we live in, it does have more stairs than any other apartment building I've I've ever laid eyes on ever. And no elevator. And no elevator. And it's not like, it's not like. We live on, you know, five floors up and you have, to, it's a walk up. There's just stairs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like there's just little landings all mm-hmm. over the place where it's artistic. Three it's steps beautiful. here, five steps there. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's, and like three steps up and a fountain, four steps more up and another fountain. Like it's beautiful. It, I mean, it's, it's a paradise that we live in and we're proud of it. But it took those movers eight hours, eight hours. to get us in here. Yeah. At one point they were like, it should have been more than two people. We were like, well... You didn't ask. We don't know what to tell you because literally all you asked when we booked the appointment was, what size is your apartment? And we told you. And they were like, okay, two people. Yeah. And that was it. You, you, we they, they said, what are you moving from? And we said a one bedroom. And they sent two men who seemed exhausted when they got there. They probably were. Um, We fed them. We gave them water. You know, like a proper house-sitting pet situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we they left at one thirty a.m. Yep, and we kind of just fell right into bed. Mm-hmm. And you took a shower at the old apartment because the shower's upstairs in the dark. I took a shower in the dark. <laughs> um, but we fell into bed and we were off the next day. But we're still to this day, two weeks later, getting everything sorted out. Yep, we've been here two weeks and it feels nice. It feels. How does it feel? Oh, it feels great. Um, I just, it has been so long. Actually, I don't think it's ever happened to me where when I get off work and I'm, you know, two minutes down the road from home, I get that little like excited feeling in my, in my belly because I'm like, I'm almost home and I'm excited to like be home. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that from time to time, but I'm, I'm always hopeful about a home. You haven't always been hopeful about a home. Yeah. And I think you are about this home. Oh, yeah. Very much so. I mean, we're here. I mean, it, it feels like home here mm-hmm. to me. It, this, it feels nice. It feels like this place belongs to us. Mm-hmm. And it feels interesting. And, and I don't mean to brag. And I know that my listeners won't think I'm bragging. But this is the first time that in our entire lives that people have walked into our apartment and they said they were jealous. Yeah. They wish they could have this apartment. And I'm like, that's never happened to us. Right. And I really, home has been very important to you and me. Mm -hmm. Like people move to New York city. They move to Los Angeles for work. Right. But you and I, we moved here for home as well. We especially moved here to Los Angeles for home because we had the work in in New York. We were both doing work. I mean, when we, when we left New York, you were doing facial facials at a spa and I was acting Mm -hmm. and that was it. 
And so, yeah, we moved here specifically for home, and now here we are. Three years later, Mm -hmm. we have the home, and that's sort of the check-in I wanted to do with you because we don't just have the home. You've got the work. And I won't, I'm not saying I don't, but you've got the work. I've got a plan, and, I, and it's moving forward very fast. Things are moving very fast for me. But you, you're, things are happening for you. Do you yeah. want to talk about it? Sure. Um, I mean, because... Yeah, because I don't think I've really touched on it uh-uh. specifically on the podcast yet. No. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I don't even remember, like when it was it's all kind of been a blur but so basically that was during the pandemic right (laughs) so basically um ever since i got into this industry that i work in i've known that i wanted to make something of it for myself and that uh, my idea of what that means has changed over the years um at a certain point i thought i wanted to like open a big spa of my own Mm -hmm. and then things have ebbed and flowed and evolved now i'm in a place where I know, all I know is I want to work for myself. Yeah. Um, and eventually I want a studio space of my own to work in. Nothing fancy, just something small mm-hmm. that serves the purposes that I need. Yeah. Preferably in an area that makes sense for me to work in. Um, but the the bug, the entrepreneurial bug has always been there for me with this. And I'm definitely the kind of person that doesn't want to start doing something unless everything's already in place, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I don't want to start something. I don't want to start my business until I have all the equipment I need and I have my business cards and I have my website set up mm-hmm. and I blah, 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 all that. Yeah. And one of the many things that the pandemic, living through the pandemic has kind of instilled in me is there's no time like the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing's going to happen for you until you just do it. Yeah. So... I just did it. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, did what I had to do. I swallowed my pride a little. And I want to say this up front too, to let people know that if you want to do big things like that, chances are you're going to need help and you're going to have to ask for help. And You, you don't have, do well with that. I don't do well with that. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that if you have to ask for help, that's okay. Um, because well, and that's the thing: the people who love you want to help, right? Exactly. They want. To, I mean, and it's not just that they want to help because they want to do good for you. They want to take an investment, a stake in your success. They right. want to be a part of that success, right? And yeah, yeah, I think that's 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 important to give the people you love a share of that success, in a sense, too. Sometimes, yeah. and I think that if they are like you're saying if they're in your corner and they love you and they care about you that's how they'll see it too mm-hmm. you know um so they're not judging you that oh, no ethan needs help in order for me to get started with my business on my own um i did some research i figured out what brands i'd like to work with because you know if you're mm-hmm. in skincare and you're going to be doing facials on your own you have to use products of some kind well you know? and wouldn't you say in skincare i mean it's just it's it's infinite the amount of companies and products yeah and like especially today avenues you can go to 
you know, and philosophies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many. Yeah, especially today. And especially for us lucky people here in L.A., we have so many wonderful professional supply stores. I could just go to one of my favorite stores here in the neighborhood we live in and make my kit of just products that I like. They mm-hmm. maybe not, wouldn't, they wouldn't even have to all be from the same brand. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I wanted to develop a relationship with a brand. Yeah. And... um work with them specifically because you know like if you go to a salon and they're an aveda salon or they're a Davines salon or whatever they're a redkin salon then they have a relationship with that brand and yeah. uh they have somebody who works with the brand who they communicate with and they mm-hmm. place their orders with them and all that good stuff um they have a partner with the brand that helps them develop their business they're they used to be called a brand development partner or yeah. whatever um so I just dis- I d- I landed on the brand that I wanted to work with, um, and I reached out to them. They were very much interested uh, for reasons that yeah. I won't go into because I feel like it would be boring for me to go into the mm-hmm. specifics. It would. Um, just, not I, that not that I was bored with that story, but I've heard the story and continue with yeah. what you're saying. I have to understand <laughs> that there are things that I could talk about in this industry that I love that other people would be like, "Who cares." Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that going and then I realized that if I was going to start it right now and not wait any longer um, I had to have a certain amount of money to open my account with this brand well and here's the thing like I want to I want to pause and as far as like and to, like we were saying about people who are helping and investing I was in a store um, a while back I guess it was I don't know when it was, September, October, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, or it might have been summer, but it was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was in a store and I saw this uh, affordable treatment table. And yep. that's sort of where it started. Like, yeah. I was like, do you want this? I just took a picture of it. It was in perfect condition. And you were like, and it was a good price. And I was like, and you were like, because it was, I mean, you know, I, I knew that it was a good price. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a saying something because I had no idea what it was worth. And you're like, yeah, just mm-hmm. get it. And I was like, we got the money, let's do it. And so I just bought it. And then you were like, you had the table, and that's step one, right? <laughs> Have a place for them to lay, right? But continue. And that yeah, is like, where it all that's started. That's where it all started. Really. Um, because that kind of got me going. I was like, well, I have the table, and that's a big deal. Like you said, somebody they got to lay somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest I can just kind of work with, you know, yeah, or work around. Um, so I needed. X amount of money to open my account with this brand that I did not have, but I wanted to get things going. So I swallowed my pride and I called my mother mm-hmm. and I she asked invested. her for the money. And that was a tough conversation. She let me know that she wasn't hesitant to give me the loan, but she wanted to know that it was a responsible investment for her, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I'm going to just say, you know, say, you know, give a little flex for you, the money that your mother invested You've already made that. You've made it back. Yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Done and done. So that's that's fantastic. And, you know, in, the, in an interesting part here is that we found this. Well, actually, you found this apartment. Mm-hmm. I We had it. We had already decided. We had narrowed down to two apartments we were going to move to because we knew we were moving. And I'll, and I'll be honest on how we were moving. I got tax returns money because I don't make a whole lot. And we had stimulus checks. So we were like, we got right. this cash right here. Let's go. Because we were like, we were, I mean, I've talked about it 
a lot. What we've been, what I've been through this year. My dad passed away. You and I, we hit a rocky patch, and it was hard. It Mm -hmm. was rough. And then I lost two friends to life stuff, and then I got fired. And it was just like you and I, we we did the hard work. I graduated myself. Well, I didn't graduate myself. I guess my therapist would say I would. But (laughs) I graduated myself out of cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, And you and I did a lot of work. And we still are working. But we are in the best place we've ever been in our our relationship ever, Mm -hmm. I think. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, But we we couldn't just stay in that apartment. It was tiny. It was cramped. The neighbors sucked. And it was, for me, I know just tainted with miserable energy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, we got to get out. So we had it narrowed down to these two apartments we were going to move to. And then you found this one that we're in now. And you're like, let's just check it out. And I was like, all right. Because, you know, you ain't got to twist a gaze arm to look at an apartment. Right. Um. So we came here and looked at it. And we just both walked in and was like, yeah. We were like, can I give you money now? This is home. Mm-hmm. Like I had to slow you down because you were about to write a check. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Can you stop talking <laughs> about this in front of this person who's just showing us this apartment?" Um, but yeah, I was like, "Okay." And so basically, the reason this is tied into your success is because it's a two-story townhouse. We have a huge bedroom for us, and then the second bedroom we had always envisioned it to be a workspace. Right. This particular second bedroom has a separate entrance. Mm-hmm. So even just tomorrow, you have somebody on the books. Right. And they're going to come over, and they're going to come into that second entrance, and I'm going to be down here in the living room just starting to stir my day and get my coffee going in my bathrobe. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be upstairs in the studio space working. Yep. And you're going to work on them. And that's just, to me, and that's tantamount to our success of these, you know, things are moving forward because we've got space to work. Because that's going to be a space that we're going to use for your treatments and also for this podcast um, when I have guests come over for that. And it's going to be an office space where I'm going to be recording things because I've got my green screen and there's performances I have to do and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So it's just... Things are moving fast. Yeah. There'll come a time, because right now we're recording this podcast at the dining room table, as Mm -hmm. we generally do. Yeah. But there will come a time where everything is all set up and put away and Mm -hmm. ready to go. And if you need me to record a podcast with you, we'll just pop up into the studio Mm -hmm. and do it right there at the desk. Exactly. And that's the thing. (sighs) Moving is exhausting, and it doesn't end once you move. Yeah. Because we still have just like a stack of Christmas stuff in the corner over there. and. Mm -hmm. There's junk on this kitchen table because I don't know where it's going to go yet. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm re- I'm glad to be back on the show. I've, I've yeah. missed the show. I've missed the conversation. I've missed That's nice. that. Um, I have changed jobs <laughs> again. Not necessarily jobs per se, but right. I'm, because no, everybody knows that I was working at Dodger Stadium um, helping to vaccinate. I'm no longer at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Dodger Stadium's vaccination site is closing. So I have made some of the most fantastic friends at Dodger Stadium and made some very, very interesting connections 
And I hate to sit call it that because it was a networking opportunity to work at Dodger Stadium because everybody's an improv actor. Right. But I can see me being friends with them for a long, long time and working with them and doing good work in improv. So, but I'm now at my new site. It is not as fun, <laughs> but it is work. It's work that I'm proud of. So, there we go. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, I think you've got just general goals on the horizon as well. Yeah. And that's and that's the hard part is... Like, there's other performance opportunities coming up for you, too. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You know? Right. I mean, well, I mean, and that's, that is, that's why I'm so emotional about where we are because you like I said I mean it sounds so trite to say that you and I are in the best place we've ever been as a relation and in a relationship but we are and I don't know that it sounds trite I mean I don't know I just people say that like we're in such a good space but we we worked our asses Mm -hmm. off to get in this good space yeah we've said some things I don't know we we've had some very deep conversations we've had some deep conversations and i mean you know for putting everything out there mm-hmm. we've also said things to each other in arguments that would lead one to believe that these oh, people are done. for sure done they're done yeah. <laughs> they're done um but no but what i mean by that is because you said you've got some performance opportunities coming up and the blessing and the the triteness of we're in the best place we have ever been i'm just so grateful i could get emotional that yeah because you are doing so well we are a little bit financially state more financially stable than we've ever been mm-hmm. because the nature of being a performer of any kind is you're going to dance for your dollar and you don't know when the next you don't know when the next gig is coming mm-hmm. and you know the money could dry up at any time and I don't have to panic. I don't have to do a full panic right now Yeah. to dance for my dollar. Like I can be a little more thoughtful or at least go into things with vigor and, and enjoy it. Like I can enjoy that, you know, that I'm, that I'm the work that I'm doing and, and I do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're there. In a way that we've never been before. And this is like uncharted territory to the point where, like, we have used. I mean, th- I, I get real talk, realtalk.com, as I always say, because I perpetually live in 2003. <laughs> um, but real talk, you know, we used our tax returns and our, um, our tax returns and our, stimulus checks to rent this apartment mm-hmm. to get into this apartment uh the deposit that we got back on our old apartment is now going to pay off one of my credit cards right and i'm just like i don't like how neatly this is folding up i know <laughs> like it makes me feel uncomfortable because things are going well yep when's the other shoe gonna drop but damn it the shoe dropped like with this apartment, we were like, "Oh, it's just too perfect." When's the other shoe gonna drop? It dropped. It was exhausting to get in here, <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? I'd have done it again in oh, a yeah. heartbeat. Because totally, I love it. I love our apartment. I really love where things are going. I love more than anything else on planet Earth right now that I'm gonna sleep in tomorrow. <laughs> like I'm just like it's all I can think about. 
just sleeping in. I can't wait. And lately you have actually been sleeping in. Yeah. Normally sleeping in for you is like 8.30. That's like death coma. Yeah. I usually get up at 7, 7.30 every morning. And it's because I'm old now. I'm 34. And something happened after 32 that I'm just like, I can't sleep anymore. I wake up at 7.30 like an old man. Well, I'll check in with you in two years and let <sighs> you know if that's the case for me. Yes, but it won't be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm ex- like I said, I'm just so exhausted beyond anywhere I've ever been. I mean, it just won't stop. Like, I'm exhausted in a way that I've never been before. And I'm eager to gain my energy back. And I, I, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where it's going to come from. I'm starting to exercise again, do yoga, because, I mean, that's that's the thing. And I've said this to you many times, because I'm better at this than you are. Sorry to break it to you. Mm-hmm. But I've always said a spiritual practice is no good if you're only going to do it when things are good. Mm-hmm. We cannot lose our spiritual practice when things are going rough because that's when you need it the most. Whatever that spiritual practice is, positive thinking, um, positive reinforcements amongst your friends, whatever it is, praying, whatever. Um, same goes for exercise and meditation and self-centered, self-centered selfness, mm-hmm. <laughs> not self-centeredness. Um, but that's what happened. I have dropped off exercising. I've dropped off yoga, meditation, and I've got to get back to that. And I'm hoping to do some of that tomorrow. Well, yeah, I dropped off meditation and can definitely tell. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting back into that too. I meditated again for the first time in like a couple of months last night. And it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, hey, I did it. So tomorrow I'm going mean, to do it again. I mean, that's where it is. You have to meet the road. You know, you have to put the rubber to the road or mm-hmm. whatever the phrase is and just do it. And it took you a lot longer to get that message, Yeah, I think, in life than me. And there's other messages that it's taken me a lot longer to get than you. Um, But I've always been sort of a go-getter. But, like, I am a little bit, like, jealous of you in a sense. But not jealous because... Your success is my success and yeah. vice versa. But that's the thing about, I mean, I just think any career that you're going to make a splash with, you've got to strike while the iron is hot. And it, and that's the thing about actors sometimes, especially now more than ever, it's hard to figure out when is the iron hot. Yeah. And you did. Like you shot a bullseye from a hundred paces with your what you're got going on with what mm-hmm. you've got going on right now and that's great cuz you're just i mean you I mean and that's when you have to run. Yeah. You have to run and keep going because people are talking about you. Mhm. You're a hit. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I mean so far it seems to be you Um know. and people are like I'm going to tell my friends about you. Mm-hmm. And word of mouth is spreading and you're a fantastic facialist and esthetician. Do you want people to contact you? Absolutely. If they hear you. I was about to say, I've got to get back on my Instagram, which is the part that I hate the most about all this. But Mm -hmm. uh, the first step in, you know, getting good at that is to stop hating it. So I should stop saying that because that's just my natural state. Well, I, that is one of my, it really is. And you need to stop. (laughs) 
Because that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people do stuff and hate it the whole way. I'm like, yeah, well, then go exactly. home. Go home and be a hermit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. This is the 21st century where we are all connected. We're not going back. And every time we think we're going to, like, stay still for a little bit, there's a pandemic that makes us even more connected on the Internet. So you're going to just have to embrace it. Right. And so, yeah, in I fact, don't like that you hate things so vigorously. Well, in fact, I just read uh, an Instagram post from, a, from an account that I follow that said that basically they had stopped posting on Facebook and Instagram for their business because the it's gotten to the point where the algorithm, the, the, the fated algorithm for Facebook and Instagram is such that what people see the most is what the companies want them to see and not so much, not what they're actually following. Mm. Uh, and because of that, this small company, this small business had stopped posting as much while they were trying to figure out whether they wanted to keep their business on social media or not. And they did this, their most recent post on Instagram basically said, while we have been off social media, we have noticed that our business has dropped significantly. So um, they were wrong. So they were wrong. Yeah. And they said, we still don't agree um, on from, from like a moral perspective with how this algorithm handle like affects things, but it's become clear that we can't afford to you know, mm-hmm. stand on our principles. So they said, we've decided to pull back from the Facebook uh, marketplace uh, and make that stance, but we have returned to posting on social media so that our visibility is up. I don't understand. I mean, I, I kind of get where they're coming from a little bit, but I don't understand. Well, basically, Sometimes. I, I would Im- they didn't say this, but I would imagine that that, that decision is sort of comes from a, from, comes from a place where they're like, if they make a sale on Facebook Marketplace, then Facebook gets a chunk of that amount that they make from that. Same so, with Amazon and eBay. Well, but they don't sell on Amazon. But I'm just saying it doesn't matter where you sell. They're, if you have a if you sell anywhere other than your own website, right. somebody's going to get a cut of it. Right. Well, and that's it. They have their own website, and then it was Facebook Marketplace, and that's it. So they pulled back from the Marketplace, and it's just their website. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know why. Like... I don't mean to be a cynical person. Well, this is funny to me because... Because I'm just like, well, if you have... Like, why would Walmart sell on Amazon? They don't. Like, they got their own. You know what I mean? Like, if you got your own, why are you, why are you selling on Facebook Marketplace? Just advertise on Facebook Marketplace. Go to KaliAnHenderson.com and buy my comedy or whatever. <laughs> well, but it's it's a business thing, you know? The more diverse your your, your revenue streams are... Uh, the more business it brings to you. I mean, that's true, but I just it's don't also like funny. Pe- to me. I don't like people who will shoot themselves in the own fa- in their own face for their principles. Well, and that's the point. That's kind of what I was getting at. Is principally, I disagree with basically everything that Facebook and Instagram does, but I understand that fa- Instagram, especially, is going to help me a lot in my business. So I. It's the choice that we make, you know, in this day and age. Are well, we going to stand in our principles and and make the sacrifice for that, or are we going to, yes, we oh, do what we need to do and make know. the money, you know? Well, and that's what's frustrating to me is because you don't like it, but you're actually good at it, and I'm good at what at Instagram. I'm absolutely not good at Instagram. Are not you at not? All. I've seen your posts; they're pretty. They look pretty, but I don't know how to do it. You know, I don't know how to play the game. Well, see me neither, and I'm not going to play the game. I just post and hashtag the hell out of everything. 
mm-hmm. and hope that the hashtags take care of themselves. I mean, that's basically what I do too. And I'm sure that's not the right way to do it, you know? Probably not. Because you have to like, <sighs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go down a whole rabbit hole about social media. Basically, you Please have don't. you have to post like there's research that's been done that says that you have to post at certain times of the day on certain days of the week for the most people to see it. And and that's the thing. Somebody was asking me the other day. They were like, "How do I listen to your podcast?" And I was and I was telling them yada yada yada. And they were like, "What about your website?" And I was like, Ugh, "My website's a mess." And I'm like, "I've actually got to like sit down and." do this stuff like actually make my website something that's not a mess actually get a pattern for posting on instagram and actually uh, get my show on spotify they're so it's such a headache i'm on everything <laughs> but spotify but um yeah i'm just i mean eventually i'm just gonna have to do it right same yeah not that i'm trying to make bank out of this show but i do want but it, it's cleaner. Like, I feel messy the way that I get this show out sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel messy that my website is a mess. Like, I want it to be clean and pristine and, you know, run like a machine. Ooh, is that a problem? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even mean to do that. There you go. But I want that to be just a part of what I do and make it... And I want its its footprint to be as small as possible in my life. Doon, doon, doon. And I think that's the same for you. Yeah. Let Instagram be just the smallest footprint it possibly can be, but be effective with what you're doing. One day we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But for today, we're reveling in our successes. Right. Because you have to, you know. That I'll be in my PJs while you're doing work upstairs because we both one day will be working from home or in our own space. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Um. That's another thing that I've taken from out of quarantine is, you know, successes come and go. So when you get one that comes your way, mm-hmm. you better be sure to take a moment and sit in the gratitude of that. Oh, yeah. See, and it took you so long to get to that space. You were always yeah, for- you were always forward thinking mm-hmm. to the point where you could not appreciate where you are. Right. But I don't know. There's something about it. Like maybe it was just maybe I'm just the king of good timing. Because it was good timing. Or maybe you finally like where you are. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it was good timing, like you said, for me to start doing my own business when I did. Um, and I think it was also a mixture of, like, where we were just beginning to come out of quarantine. Like, we were, as everybody I mean, has we're said. we're still making our way well, out. But we were just beginning to see that light at the end of the tunnel yeah. when we moved. And we moved to this place that... I've always dreamed of living in a place like this mm-hmm. with you. And um, just this combination. That makes me of- so emotional, <laughs> really, honestly, because I'm just like, that's not a dream. That's uh, that's reality. Yeah. This combination of factors, though, I think, helped me to come to that place where I am able to very presently look around me and say, oh, wow, I have everything in the world to be grateful for and then actually experience that gr- that gratitude well and it's funny because your face just lit up because the cats did something goofy mm-hmm. um but th- like that was a freaky part for me we moved the cat like our cats they did not like each other Mm-mm. like benny was our old cantankerous little little curmudgeon and we brought Bo in and Bo's like let's play like freaking out let's play let's do it let's go 
And um, Benny was like, no thanks. I don't really want to play with him. So they just hated each other. And Bo would just incessantly try to play with Benny. And Benny would incessantly scream Mm -hmm. bloody murder. And then we brought him here and they just love each other. Yeah. Like the cats just fell in love because they had enough space to run and, and play. And then once they're done with each other, go to their separate corners and they actually love each other. And it was to the point where the cats hating each other was pretty debilitating mm-hmm. at times. It was it was kind of frustrating and kind of sad that mm-hmm. they just did not like each other. Yeah. And I'm like, like is this there our were life? A, there were a couple of points where we both were entertaining finding a new home for Bo. Mm-hmm. Because it's just they weren't getting along in that way. And then they moved here and like literally everything's going right. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And, <laughs> and I'm sure listeners are gasping in their car right now because they're like, you don't say that out loud. And I'm like, well, it is. I think that's very common. What? For people, especially hard workers, when act- when everything that you can think of is actually going right, it almost makes you more nervous. Oh, yeah. Super nervous. But I'm going to try not to be nervous because I've got a phrase that I've always said, don't go to the funeral till somebody's dead. Mm-hmm. Then you can freak out about losing all your money or being evicted right. or, you know. Being fired. Being or- fired. Like, I mean, and at this point, you and I, we, we know what it's like to be fired. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I mean, it's not fine. It's not fine. Yeah. But. We are always fine on the other side. It will be fine if you take matters into your own hands. That's what I'll say to that. And we always do. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I just wanted to check in with you and see how you're feeling. But that's enough for today. (laughs) Unless you got more to say. No, not really. We just wanted to do a little check in with you guys. Um, You know, we'll probably still be moving in technically. Mm. Uh, well, we're not still moving in. We're here. Everything we got in this apartment. Yeah, we're we're still settling in, but everything we own is here yep. somewhere. We haven't. There's things I still haven't found. Like, oh my god, I forgot to mention this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, like the move. You know, it. No matter how <laughs> prepared you are, you it always derails. Well, first of all, I found one box of stuff that I was like, oh, I need to keep this safe because I don't want it to get smushed. So I took it upstairs into the second bedroom, deep in the back of the closet, and put it in the back of the closet. I don't know why I did that. It was in the dark. It was the <laughs> night we moved in, and I was so tired, and I was just like, that should go right there. Um, So then I was like, where was that box? Days later, I'm like, I still cannot find this box. And I'll tell you the I'll tell the truth. What was in it was the full series of The Little House on the Prairie. I'm sorry. I love that show, and I really wanted it, and I paid more money than I should for the box set that looks like their little house. And I couldn't find it anywhere because I'm about to start making you watch that show. Couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And I was just like, it's got to be buried in the boxes of books somewhere because I had had still yet to unpack all the boxes of books because I had 18 boxes of books. Don't judge me. I heard it from around the globe you're judging me right now read a book (laughs) um and so i was like it's got to be buried in there and so i was like maybe i mislabeled something or no i didn't think i mislabeled something i was like maybe i put some stuff in with boxes of books and that's why because everything was labeled books started opening boxes three of them were labeled books that were (laughs) blu-rays and i'm like i've mislabeled this whole thing so then Flo and Michelle come over to give us something. I think it might have been the housewarming gift or something or other. 
And I went upstairs and looked in the in the closet, and there it was, that box. And I came down, and I was like, ah! Oh! And now I have Little House on the Prairie. Even when you meticulously plan for something, things can still go wrong. And they did for us. But it's fine. Because it was not that big of a deal. And we found everything. But we're still trying to find stuff. So yeah, we shall see. But that being said, we're here. We're back on track. Or I'm back on track. Because Ethan's not going to be on every episode. I've got some actual... No offense. Hmm. I love you. And you've been on the show. You've been a staple. A mainstay of this show. Through the quarantine and the pandemic. And... June 15th, the nation is opening. Well, the state of California is opening back up wide open again. And I've got some really fun stuff planned for this show. But for now, I've got to go to bed. Because mm-hmm. I like, I can't, I'm exhausted. I told you I'm exhausted. And I don't want to be exhausted. But I know that someone listens to the show. And I just want to give her a shout out. Her name is Megan McCain. Not that Megan McCain. Not the one that I watch every day on The View. I mean, I would love to have Megan McCain, the daughter of John McCain, on here. But I have a friend named Megan McCain who is a delightful person. And I know she listens to the show. And I want to say hello. And also, I want to say, my friend, I love you. You're great. Let's go for a hike or Disney or dinner or drinks. And then come on my show. Because she's got the greatest laugh that you've ever could hear. She's got such a good laugh. She's so fabulous. <laughs> and she's got the widest blonde hair. It's fabulous. I'm obsessed. But anyway, um, I hope you have a good day tomorrow with your guests. Thank you. In your new business. Uh, do you want to let people know how they can follow you on Instagram and let people know how they can get a facial by Ethan. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Ethan H. Ham, E-T-H-A-N-H-H-A-M-M. Um, and you can send me a DM there if you want to, and we can communicate. That That would be the best way. You know, if we don't know each other and you mm-hmm. are interested in booking with me, that would be the best way to do it for now. And listen, if you book with him, you can come to this fabulous new apartment of ours. And come to the work studio and see exactly what we're talking about. Right. And if I know you personally, you might get to come downstairs. But if not, don't be ashamed. Don't don't feel sad. Don't feel sad. But also, be, uh, do know that I started this business with mostly the intent to go to people's ho- uh, homes to do facials for them. Mm-hmm. So if that's something you're interested in, I am more than equipped and happy to do that too. You can come to me or I can come to you. And if it's way. outside of Los Angeles County, he adds a 15% charge, right? No? I, I mean, just made that up. We'll cross that bridge when we get to I it. I just made that up because it's my show. Um, but that being said, continue to get your vaccines, wear your masks when appropriate, and follow CDC guidelines. I, I really want to encourage everyone to do that. And that means... Not wearing your mask all the time now. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, it's it's freaking out a little bit. It freaks me out a little bit to, to lighten the load. But CDC is saying it. So, yeah. follow the latest guidelines. Get your vaccinations. Get tested still because we still need to make sure we're all COVID negative. Mm-hmm. But 
Also, try some cognitive behavioral therapy if you're feeling anxiety about going back into real life mm-hmm. because we're about to go. Yeah, and you know, we all wanted to get here and we're getting there. So mm-hmm. uh, embrace how you're feeling, but also embrace the positivity of that moment. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was telling somebody. I know where I'm trying to sign <laughs> off, but I was telling somebody the other night that we are going to the premiere of well, all in t- for all intentions I, I haven't heard the latest but we are going to the premiere of cruella mm-hmm. at the chinese theater and somebody was asking me aren't you nervous i said yeah i am a little nervous but i be- i believe in the science and i believe in my city i believe in los angeles and i don't think they would open movie theaters if there wasn't a way to do it safely and so it makes me nervous but i'm going to do it because you got to break through that wall of anxiety and get back to that normal space. You can't just mm-hmm. keep pushing it, pushing it all at arm's length. Right. We have to find what we have to do little incremental things that make us feel uncomfortable to get back into real life right now, mm-hmm. but follow CDC guidelines. So that being said, I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.